SumaUp is next-gen body optimization from an actual doctor that's guaranteed to get you in the best shape of your life in 90 days. You'll be at peak levels for each of the fundamentals that drive your strength, energy, and even your longevity. It's a lifelong difference you'll see in the mirror, but also feel throughout your entire day. SumaUp puts more living in life. For full details on this transformative program designed for the demanding lives of today's highest achieving entrepreneurs and CEOs, visit www.startsuma.com. And Dr. Ryan was like, you have a sugar addiction. I was like, what? Uh, you know, I'm addicted to no, this. No, not me, right? JD here, co-founder Suma up with our chief platform officer, Stephanie. And in today's episode of Uber Human Secrets, we're going to talk about how I finally overcame my sugar addiction for good. Okay. And I know what you're thinking, Stephanie, right? You're like, what is this? This is not real. So before I, uh, you know, talk, look at this, right? There's a TED talk about a sugar addict in a sugar laden world. Okay. A lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. It's a real thing. Sugar withdrawal is like opioid withdrawal, right? how to break a sugar addiction, right? And so, you know, why this is so important is it's bad, right? It's uh, it's pretty tough to be addicted to sugar. I'm, I'm talking not like a former, like, you know, addict here, but I think like a, a, a smoker or whatever, but I think it's bad, right? And so how I found out that I had this challenge to start out with, when I was a kid, I was like stuck on um, public school lunches, right? I think the public school lunches were super processed, right? And there was like sugar in everything. And so I'd notice every time I had a lunch, or even a lot breakfast, of food for example. In the states tends to be that way. Yeah, yeah I'd fall, but I'd fall asleep, and I'd be like, "Why am I the only one falling asleep?" So I'm like super sensitive to processed foods. The second piece was every afternoon, you know, at 1 p.m., 2 p.m., like I, I just like need to go nap. And I'm like, "What? Why me?" Right? And then dry mouth, like this need constantly to like drink water, overhydrate, and I'm like, what is going on here? So this happened like for for years, right? And it is. Blood sugar really, was crashing. Blood sugar was crashing. Super sensitive to like spikes right and luxury and insulin resistant right having too much sugar in your body is like it's kind of almost poisonous right toxic right and so dr ryan kind of uh, helped me out how i got it, the official diagnosis he he gave me a blood test and I, I got it back and obviously um you know the the primary care practitioner was like oh you're fine but he was like hey wait a second like you're actually at risk for something called pre-diabetes i'm like well, diabetes like what the heck but pre what is that right and That's so when you go to your gp i mean they'll tell you you're in range but nothing more specific than that i mean what could you improve on yeah right it's like why am i falling asleep after eating like you know simple like you know processed foods right it was like what why and dr ryan was like you have a sugar addiction i was like what uh, you know, I'm addicted to not, no, not me. Right. And I thought, Hey, not me, because I didn't think that like what he was saying was, was correct. Like there are, are pathways in the brain that may light up similar to like an addict, opioid addict. Right. Uh, you know, somebody addicted to a substance lights up. Right. And so you go to McDonald's, like they put sugar in the buns hypothetically, apparently, and they put sugar in the ketchup, like everything has sugar. Right. It's a, it's a glut. And so for me, it was really important to kind of nail like this process of, of controlling it because there are like three main blood values that really dictate, you know, how to control it. Right. So fasting glucose, what is it? Right. It gives you a snapshot in time of kind of the blood sugar level in your blood. Right. And it's kind of one of the markers of diabetes, metabolic imbalance and insulin resistance. Right. So cutting out sugar, eating less sugar in meals and, or in between like going to bed and waking up or. Yeah. So typically fasting glucose is like when you, you take the blood test in the morning, right? And so it's like AM, ideally, to get a snapshot of without without food. You can have black coffee when you take the test. You can have, uh, you know, a liter of water. But 
that really gives you that snapshot just in time. Like, what is a blood sugar in your level, right? And so people can do a fingertip prick or you can do a phlebotomy blood draw. And Dr. Ryan's recommendation to optimize that the marker was like eating less sugar. Obviously, it's stop eating sugar, right? But he also said, meant like kind of working out, high intensity interval training, like doing more cardio can help like reverse insulin resistance, right? And so the mark for Dr. Ryan's standard for, for fasting glucose, less than 85, right? Your, your primary care doctor is like, hey, anything under 100 is fine. But Dr. Ryan's like, no, we, we really want you less than 85 mg per decimal later rate in terms of your bloodstream. And then the next me metric that Dr. Ryan talked about was HbA1c, sometimes called H1b1c, right? What it really tells you is like your blood sugar over like trailing 90 days, like your average, right? And that's another spot test that can help you kind of get more granular in terms of yeah, pre-diabetes. I was out above 5.5. I was at like uh, that six range and that was a high risk, right? So I finally got below you know, that, that standard of below five uh, a few weeks ago. And I'll, I'll talk more about why I did that. And the last piece Dr. Ryan mentioned was insulin, right? So insulin, what is it? Hormone, right? And it's kind of there in your body to transport glucose inside the cell, right? So elevated levels of insulin mean insulin resistant, right? So it's kind of an issue, you know, a precursor for type 2 diabetes. And so high insulin is like a kind of a reaction, right? So for me, it's like um, eating like, like Pop-Tarts or eating like cereals, right? That spiked right and that was not good so kind of mastering those three were helpful um, and just kind of understanding that because it, it's almost like poison in your brain when you have too much sugar right you can't think as clear right you're not as lucid and you just really don't move or maneuver very well and so dr and obviously talked about metformin that's like the miracle drug that all these billionaires and bodybuilders are already on maybe you saw the podcast with um all in i think they're the four of them they're like silicon valley um entrepreneurs and venture capitalists that have a podcast they were talking about that yeah. how soon do you i mean how long did it take for you to start seeing is it something where you cut out sugar you'll immediately start feeling better or is it something that you of course a long-term habit you want to develop but i mean when it comes to insulin resistance, you, I mean, there are a lot of factors more than just what you're eating when it comes to exercising and other things like that. How do you actually make that change and see those results? That's a good point. So one, you get a, a reality check from Dr. Reiner, somebody like him that tells you, hey, look, you have a problem, right? The second piece was I saw a talk from um, Peter Thiel and, you know, he's very controversial venture capitalist. Um, and he was saying he doesn't eat sugar, right? And then I noticed all the, the partners of my firm in the growth equity space, they never ate sugar. I'm like, what's going on here, right? So the talk, the observation of the partners and the test from Dr. Ryan caused me to stop and be like, hey, I need to cut out sugar. So it's really tough for me um, to cut out sugar because you know, it's so habitual, it's everywhere, right? So the first point was like, how to really break that habit was throw out any candy bars, like just get rid of anything sweet, like just no to donuts, like nothing, right? And the second piece was I just kind of, flipped a switch in my brain where I was like, you hear that story, Stephanie, like if you smoke a cigarette, you take seven days off your life, right? I thought to myself, hey, I eat a piece of sugar or candy bar. <laughs> I'm going to die. Like I'm going to have 10 days less of life, right? That's kind of a mental switch I, I did. And also making it difficult, like not only not having it at my home or not having it at the office, just saying no, like was helpful, but like deleting DoorDash. I deleted DoorDash like Monday through Friday and just edited it back on like, you know, Saturday cheat day, right? But just simple things like that that made it difficult for me to to kind of even inter or think about it, right? And getting an accountability partner. So just like every quarter I have to get blood drawn from Dr. Ryan, so he, he's on top of it. The partners, you know, at, at the old firm were like, hey, what are you doing? Like, why would you eat sugar, right? And, and just kind of getting that network of people that were just against it kind of helped out. Kind of so much of you joining CrossFit and joining a tribe of people that were super dedicated to, to being fit, right? Having an accountability partner. Those are the, the, the four ways that kind of helped me out. Just avoiding 
making it like just terrible, like as if I'm, you know, losing 10 days of my life, right? Making it super difficult to even touch. And then thinking about, hey, look, uh, if I take this, I'm seen less. I have less status in like my social hierarchy, social group, right? I think how I solved it really was like, hey, do more cardio in the morning, fast cardio, you know, get on metformin. Metformin is an old time drug that was used for type two diabetes in the world. It's been around since 1959. And it's used off label, right? For people to really handle carbohydrate and process it, right? And you know, by and large, it leads to better fat loss um, because it really handle, allows a, a, a non-diabetic person to handle carbs better, right? And that's one reason why I was kind of talking about it earlier, like bodybuilders and, and, and the billionaires on the podcast were talking about it because it makes muscle, you know, cells more sensitive to insulin, right? So more nutrients can kind of be shuttled, shuttled towards the muscle cells, right? And so it's kind of like interesting because um, they have used it for like anti-aging. And so while it's doing kind of the work on the the muscle cells, it desensitizes your fat cells to insulin, right? So fat cells can't store nutrients as, as, as easily. And so muscles get bigger, fat stores get smaller, hypothetically, right? And also are has, just genetically predisposed to being more or less insulin resistant, essentially. Yeah, some people are, right? And so that's what I learned. I learned that my family has diabetes on my father's side, so I'm mixed, right? So my, my family on my father's side has diabetes everywhere and it's like so bad but i think those three were really helpful the metformin the, the fast cardio and just cutting out sugar and then being shamed right if you even touched a cupcake or, or you know had the sweets and that was it was a personal battle and it's kind of i only kind of solved for this like just um uh, you know some time back but it was just kind of nice to like have fasting glucose below 78 for the first time in my life like have you know h1b a1c below that standard it was kind of like a personal like you know four minute mile right and obviously yeah. you're just like hey what is this what is jd talking about like sugar right is this an addiction real but you know everyone has a personal battle right um yeah. and you know for me like one thing i used to kind of substitute with sugar because you get those cravings right like for some these seckers bars or these mars bars whatever it is right or hershey bars right like substituting that with like salt like our pistachios or nuts right and kind of flipping that kind of helped me out from a day-to-day but it's super important i mean you may not have any issues with blood sugar but there may be other kind of pieces you need to kind of double click on right yeah and and, and focus on but that you know that mix of the therapeutics the blood testing and the, and the habits really kind of help help me out and so Having hopefully data really makes a huge difference to kind of identify those things you might not even know you're struggling with and having the ability to nerd out with it with like somebody like an advisor um, helps out too and, and call you out and, and who would have thought there's so many people um, that are sugar addicts, right? It's so yeah. easy to get a hold of, yeah. I mean, there should be like a sugar uh, alcoholics anonymous, sugar anonymous for people like myself. But yeah, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of, of just like we're all fighting our own internal battles, but you know, having the right advisors and, and data and kind of guidance and, and network can really help you solve it for good, right? And so hopefully that that's one one thing diabetes i can like cross off the list right uh, for good but now i have to worry about the big four right stroke cancer dementia heart disease so those are the, the big four i need to work on